Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid, such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash qalam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to qalamcampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide and let's all of us come together, invest into our sadaqah jariyah, and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast. Inna alhamdulillah. Inna alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiru. Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billah min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina. Man yahdihillah falamudillala. وَمَنْ يُضْلِلْهُ فَلَا هَادِيَ لَهُ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنَّ سَيِّدَنَا وَنَبِيَّنَا وَقُرَّةَ أَعْيُنِنَا مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِي كِتَابِهِ الْعَزِيزِ بَعْدَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَنْ حَيَاتِ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاءُ الْغُرُورِ وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فِي مَقَامٍ آخر يَا أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانِ مَا غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ وَقَالَ تَعَالَى لَا تَرْكَبُنَّ تَبَقًا أَنْ تَبَقْ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مَا لِوَلِ الدُّنْيَا مَا أَنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا كَرَاكِبْ إِسْتَظَ وتركها أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام 
few days ago, a young man came up to me in the masjid after Salatul Isha. And he said, Shaykh, I need to talk to you. I need to holla at you. And I could see that he was quite confused. He was disoriented a little bit. I was like, all right, yeah, bro, I'm here for you. What's going on? And he began to explain this state that he's in. He said, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's up. I feel just lost. And I said to him, I said, you know, Abdullah, it's not his real name. I said to him, Abdullah, you know, alhamdulillah, you just prayed Isha and Jama'ah. You're good, mashallah. He's like, no, no, but alhamdulillah, yes, but I just feel lost right now. So I said, I said, hold on one second, Abdullah, hold on. How's school going? So he said, he said, that's it, Shaykh, I'm, I'm done with school now. I'm done. And I said, ah, okay, I know the problem, bro. I got you. The way we've structured our lives, from a young age, even my Qasim, who's only five, we keep setting goals before ourselves. Got to get to kindergarten, first grade, got to get to third grade, fifth grade, got to get, get into a good, like, you know, junior high, eighth grade. Then we set the goal for a nice high school, decent STEM program, put that goal in front of us. Then we put the next goal of undergrad. Then we put the next goal of graduate school. Then we put the next goal of marriage or job first, probably. And we set these goals before ourselves. And we keep going one after the next, one after the next, one after the next. But there's a point in between goals. There's a point in between one jump to the next jump. Where for a moment we think for ourselves, what am I doing? What's going on? What's next? What's this all about? And if you're 40 and 50 and it happens, you go bungee jumping, buy a new Ferrari or something. Something just to kind of get it out of your system. But when you're young, you have this crisis. You're kind of like, where am I going? What's the next thing? And I'm speaking about this not just for the young people. We're at the end of the year at Qalam. So I get a lot of students that come with the same type of mentality. But you'll notice as I go through this khutbah, you'll realize this is not just for young people. This is for all of us. I want to share with you a hadith of the Rasul that puts all of this into perspective for us and teaches us how to understand these micro goals in comparison to the macro goal of life. Umar ibn Khattab, radiallahu anhu, he says, one day I went to go see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it was ironic because there was a moment in the time of the Prophet's marriages where there was a little bit of turmoil, a bit of friction, we could say. So the Prophet ﷺ had went by himself for 30 days away from his family to be by himself and collect himself. So you know when you're by yourself chilling, your boys come to keep you company. And that's what happened. The Prophet Umar ibn Khattab comes to see the Rasul ﷺ. When he comes to see the Rasul ﷺ, the Prophet is laying down on a hasir. A hasir is like a, a straw mat. A straw mat. And the Prophet ﷺ is laying on this straw mat. And when... Umar ibn Khattab came in, of course he sat up. The Prophet sat up in order to, you know, sit with his, his friend. And as he sat up, Umar ibn Khattab says, I began to look at the imprint of this very uh, hard bed that the Prophet was sleeping on. And it was, you know, bedhead we say when you wake up and you got all the marks from the pillow on your face. 
where the Prophet ﷺ had that on his side from this very hard surface that he was sleeping on. And then Umar ibn Khattab says, then I started to look around the house of the Rasul and there was nothing in it. I mean, like there were so little things in this house that he was living in. And then all of a sudden, the Prophet is sitting up, Umar ibn Khattab is sitting next to him. The Prophet had just kind of awakened from his sleep. And all of a sudden, he looks at Umar's face and Umar ibn Khattab is crying. But he's not crying out loud. You know, just tears coming down. Just tears coming down. And the Prophet says, whoa, what's, what's up, Umar, what's wrong? What's making you cry? And he says, Ya Rasulullah, why shouldn't I cry? You know, Umar ibn Khattab was outspoken when he needed to be. And sometimes he said it got him in trouble a little bit. But this moment his heart is talking. He says, Ya Rasulullah, why shouldn't I be upset? You know, why, why shouldn't I cry? Look at the Caesar, look at Kusrus, look at the emperors of this place and this place. Look at all that they have in the world. And here you are. You're the prophet of God. You are his chosen Safiya. You are the chosen of God. And look at your state, Ya Rasulullah. It's making me cry. The hadith says, Fajalasa Rasul. Meaning, meaning like he had sat up. But when Umar said that, radiallahu an, the Prophet sat up. And he said to him, Afishak ibn Ibn Khattab? Do you have doubt, Ya Ibn Khattab? Did you have doubt about this whole thing? He goes, No. He goes, Hiya lahum fid dunya wa fil akhira. All of these luxuries, that's for them in this world. But that's for us in the next life. And then he says the main thing, and I want to connect it. My khutbah today was about these, these micro goals that we set up in life. And how in between the micro goals of life, we get these moments, these flashes that come. You're on the 635 and you're driving and for a moment, NPR is off. So for a moment, you just get this thought for a moment. What am I doing with myself? Between jobs, between work. Why don't I go get another master's degree? I don't know what else to do. That's what we do nowadays. Don't know what to do next. Get another master's degree. So, so the Prophet sits up. He says what I just said he said to him. This is for us in the next life, for them in this life. And then he says, and this is the part I want us to focus on. He says, Ma illa I live in this world like a person traveling. And this person is traveling. It's hot outside. And as he's traveling, he see or she sees a, a tree in front of them. Now, a tree in the desert is a place of, of comfort. It's a place of shade. So I see a tree in front of me. So I go to the tree. I sit under the tree. I relax. I get my breath back. I drink some water. I collect myself. And then what happens next? But then I get up and I keep on moving. I keep going to where I'm going on my destination. The name of this khutbah, when I wrote it, the name of it is, Where Are You Going? Where are you going? And the reason I named that this way is because so many of us are only looking at the next tree. You're only looking at the tree. So all of your decisions, everything you're making, everything you're deciding is based on the next tree that you're going to arrive at. But the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us something far more profound. And what he's teaching us is all of this that we're doing, that next degree, that next job, the marriage, all of these things, those are just, just trees. 
And who cares about the tree when you move beyond? Who, who stops at Bucky's except for some of y'all? Who stops at Bucky's and talks about it after they leave Bucky's? I know one shake, he always talks about Bucky's, but whatever. I'll, he's an he's a anomaly, okay. No one goes, no one travels out of this, this city to go to Bucky's. <laughs> you travel to go to Houston, you travel to go to Austin, you travel to go, I don't know, somewhere else. And Bucky's is just something you pass along the way. And guess what? You don't even think about Bucky's after you left. That's so funny that actually people do. But you don't even think about Bucky's after you leave it. You keep strolling, you keep going because it's not your destination. This is what the prophet Sison is teaching us, and this is what we as adults with, with children or young siblings have to keep reminding our young siblings or our own children and even ourselves that, listen, I want you to get good grades. I want you to get a good job. I want you to get married. I want you to be successful. But don't forget it's just a tree. Don't forget it's just a tree. You're going to get to it. You're going to relax under that tree. It's going to be okay. The job will be nice. The marriage will be okay. It'll be great, mashallah. But guess what? After a while, you'll sit back and be like, where am I going? What's next? What's there for me? So here's the deal. When we focus on the trees, we forget that there's even a journey we're on. And you wake up one day when you're like, what am I doing with myself? Where am I going? I've only put trees in front of myself. I've never looked at where I'm actually trying to get to. So where are we trying to get to? For which these rest stops are just places to collect ourselves. These micro goals are just micro goals. Our destination is to please God, to get back home, to get back to Allah. And you know what happens? Whenever you remember your destination, that impacts the decisions you make on the journey. But when you lose sight of the destination, now you start to make decisions based on just going to Bucky's. I'll say that again because I think it needs to resonate with us. When you remember that you're going to Austin or Houston, for the sake of this example, you make decisions on the journey based on getting to where you're going. But when you forget where you're going and all you're focused on is that rest stop, you're going to make decisions based on just getting to that rest stop. But you get to the rest stop and then you're like, wait, now what? Now what do I do? Now what's the next thing in my life? I'm married. I have a kid. I have a job. What's next? What's next? I have a, a brilliant company, does amazing things. Nice buckies. Nice buckies. Now what's next? And you know what you do? You open another business. You open another. Because that's all you know. You only know how to make macro, micro goals. You haven't stopped and said, wait, hold on. These are micro. I need to focus on macro too. The verse that I recited at the beginning. Allah says you will surely go from one stage to the next stage to the next stage. Ibn Abbas says that means hal ba'da hal ba'da hal. You will go from one stage to the next, to the next, to the next. As we travel through those stages, 
the message that I have for all of us today is focus on the destination. When you leave this khutbah, alhamdulillah, the campus has beautiful trees around. If there's one thing you take from my khutbah today, if there's one mental image, if you go home and, and your, your sibling or someone is like, what was the khutbah about? There's one image I want to leave imprinted on you. It's the tree. It's the tree. I'm not living my life for the next tree. The trees are great. They're beautiful. But when you keep them as micro goals, they will give you what you want from them. But when you make them macro goals, you will forget what life is all about. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those people that don't conflate or confuse the macro goals from the micro goals. May Allah make us of those people who are able to understand that we want to benefit from the world. We want to accomplish things. We want to be great. We want to be successful. But we don't want to be deluded by that. And we don't want to forget our actual purpose. May Allah make us of people who are always cognizant of their purpose. May Allah make us of people who are always in the back of their mind remembering the macro goal. Thereby they won't sacrifice the macro for the micro goal. May Allah accept from us all. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik shahadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruq wa atubu wa ilayk. Inna alhamdulillah. Inna alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu wa nasari ala rasulil kareem amma ba'd. With the remaining few moments that I have, I want to continue this message. Uh, because there are a hadith now that we can truly understand based on the premises that we got from the first khutbah. There's a hadith I want to share with you. Where the Prophet wasallam said, Man kana hammuhu akhirah. Ham means worry, concern. Whoever's worry, concern, the thing that they're thinking about the most, is akhirah, jama'allahu shamla. Allah brings all of their affairs together. All of their affairs together. Everything starts to fall in to place. And Allah places contentment right before this person's eyes. I think this is beautiful because our eyes are what make us want more. You go in that parking lot, see a different car, you want more. You drive down the street, roll through Castle Hills, you're going to want a bigger house. Right? Other places are nice too, mashallah, but it's the closest one here. All right. You start looking around, the eyes make you want more. This hadith says what? When akhirah, what is akhirah? That destination, final destination. When akhirah is your main concern, the first thing that happens according to this hadith is Allah will bring your affairs together. Things will just start to fall in line. You're not focusing on this, this, all these things. You're focusing on Allah. Allah brings everything together for you. Words of the Rasul. Number two, effect of focusing on the akhirah is that contentment is placed right before you. You don't look around needing more, needing more, needing more, needing more, needing more. No. In front of your face is nothing but I'm good. Ghinahu, your, your, your ghina, that you have enough is right in front of you. And then what happens next is that dunya will start to come to you. All of these things from the world will come to you, but you're not even worried about it. You're not even thinking about it. All those opportunities will, work, will open up and come, but you're not even focused on them. But here's the next part of the hadith. وَمَنْ كَانَتْ نِيَتُهُ الدُّنْيَا Very profound language. 
Whoever's sole focus, nia, nia means intention. Whoever's sole focus is dunya. That's it. That's all we're thinking about. The hadith says, All of your stuff gets scattered all over the place. All of your affairs are all over the place, not in one place. And all they can see in front of them is their need for more. That's all that's there. And nothing will come except for what has already been written. In a similar hadith, here's the part that really gets me. The Prophet says, Whoever allows all of these other concerns to take them in every direction, Allah does not care which valley they die in. Sounds very, very harsh language, but let me explain. You remember how we gave the example in the whole first khutbah that we're traveling from one tree to the next tree to the next tree to the next tree? Well, in this hadith it says that whoever makes those trees their focus, all they care about, all that's important to them, Allah doesn't care which tree you die in, meaning which tree you just give your life to. Meaning it's all about business. SubhanAllah, business is great. We know Sahaba had amazing businesses. Very wealthy, man. Extremely. Abdurrahman bin Auf, so on and so forth. But there's a difference between having it and living for it. Having it and living for it is a big difference between the two. So as I speak about business, understand I'm talking about living for it, not having it. I'm talking about living for it. So this hadith says, whichever tree you make your life, Allah doesn't care which of those trees you die which of those valleys you die in, meaning you give your whole life to that thing. Do it if you want. The most destructive thing that we can do to ourselves is not reminding ourselves of that greater purpose, not reminding us ourselves. And that's what this Juma is about, and that's what prayer is about, and that's what these, all of these things we do is all about reminding ourselves of that greater purpose. And I think now, as we come to the end of a school year, a lot of us have younger siblings. This is an extremely important time to have those critical conversations with our younger siblings or with our own children, especially parents who have been extremely vocal on the micro goals for their children. When are you going to remind them about the macro? Hey, son, hey, daughter, have you thought about what your purpose is? Have you thought about where you're actually going? What do you want, what do, you want to do with yourself? These are the discussions that we truly need to have. So may Allah allow us to uh, make our primary concern the akhirah. That doesn't mean we don't care about micro goals anymore. It means we don't make micro, macro. May Allah make us of people who focus on the akhirah. May Allah make us of people who are successful in the micro goals. May Allah make us of people who understand before we go to the next goal that that isn't my destination, that's just a tree. May Allah make us like the Prophet who said, what, is, what does this dunya mean to me? I am like a traveler. I see a tree in front of me. I go to it. I sit underneath it. I relax. And then I get up and move. And I leave the tree behind me. May Allah make us of those people. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. 
يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وعنم على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم وارضاهما عن جميع اصحاب نبيك اجمعين وعن الخلفاء الراشدين ابي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وان بقيه السته من العشره المباشره وان اهل بيت نبيك اجمعين وعنا معهم بفضلك وجودك وكرمك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم عزنا ولا تذلنا يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم انا نسالك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله تعالى يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقيموا الصلاه